You're tuned to The Big One, AM 1280, WBIG, Aurora, Naperville. God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ, He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when He lived and walked among people, and He makes a difference today because He was raised from the dead and He's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you It knows no bounds. During today's program, we will hear some wonderful music and read some of the Bible together regarding you as a super conqueror in this life. Let's start off with this song by Gene Meldrum from the Wonder of God's Love CD, Seek Your Face. I can see your mighty hand in the rising of the sun In the chorus of creation when a new day has begun Oh, the wonder and variety of everything I see And you gave withholding nothing and you did it all for me Your love has made me free So I will seek your face I will seek your face Every night and day My Lord And I will seek your face I will seek your face Say knock and you'll answer, seek and you'll find. But I'm not looking for a favor, I'm not looking for a sign. I just want to know your voice, Lord, and fellowship so dear. Want to crawl into your open arms, whisper in your ear, my daddy, I am yours. So I I will see 
with his fullness of joy and peace evermore. Daddy, I'm Today, let's look at the topic of you as a super conqueror. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it states that we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Why is it that so many Christians today are much less than conquerors in life, let alone more than conquerors? Why do God's children sometimes live in poverty, with sickness and depression? when we read here in Romans that we are super conquerors. The second half of that verse states the means by which we are super conquerors, through him that loves us. It is through God that loves us that we are able to be victorious in any and all situations, all the circumstances of life. It's not of our own ability or our own ingenuity. It's not of our own wisdom or devices. It's not in our own strength or or wonderful personality. It's through God who loves us. Every one of us in life have situations where we must believe God in order to see the deliverance that is so readily available through Him who loves us. For some, the deliverance is needed in the most visible way, could be sickness or poverty. For others, the deficit is an internal heart issue, while the outside appears shiny and clean. If you have your Bible handy, you could turn to 1 John chapter 5. We're going to spend some time today in 1 John, and we'll start in verse 4 here. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith or our believing. Verse 5, who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Those that believe on Jesus and that he is the Son of God, those are the ones that overcome the world. Ultimately, at the return of Jesus Christ, we absolutely overcome the world because we have eternal life. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, 
For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is a reward for sin for those that do not believe on Jesus Christ. Not a pleasant reward. It says it's death. The sin here in Romans 6 is not talking about the sins that you or I may commit, such as lying or stealing or adultery or pride or disobedience. It is referring here to the nature of Adam that all mankind has received. There is a way out of that nature. It has nothing to do with you or my good works. It's by accepting God's gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. But even today, while we wait for our Lord's return, we are to be victorious in this life. It's not God's will or desire for us to live in lack and despair or depression. Back in 1 John chapter 3, let's uh, look at verse 16. Hereby perceive we, or we know, the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Verse 17, But whoso has this world's good, and sees his brother have need, and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwells the love of God in him? You know, if I have the resources and the ability to help a brother or sister in Christ that is in need, and I don't help, well, then the love of God doesn't dwell in me. Verse 18, it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You know, it's easy to talk about how much we love the Lord, but to truly display it by our deeds toward our brethren in need, that's the evidence that the love of God resides within our heart. Remember, God is love. God so loved that he gave. He gave his son because he loved. Love is giving. We all have areas of our life wherein we can give. It could be an encouraging word, or it could be out of our material abundance, or many other ways that we're able to give. When we're walking in love, we always have to give. Love will never run on empty. Love is always overflowing. Back in 1 John, let's uh, look at verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. How do we assure our hearts before God? By walking in love. Verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Why might our heart find fault with ourselves? Because we're not walking in the love of God. How do we get out of self-condemnation? Practically, begin to live love. Give to someone in need. Get out of ourselves by getting into another. Look for a need you can meet because God has blessed you with the resources to give. What a joy it is to not be consumed in my own perceived faults and shortcomings and lack. God is greater than our heart. He knows all things. Well, what are some of those things that God knows? He knows he loves you. He knows he gave his son for you and placed his Holy Spirit within you. He knows he has made you righteous in Christ. 
He knows you can walk in love, in deed, and in truth. He knows He has equipped you to be a super conqueror in any and all circumstances. Back in 1 John verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then, then have we confidence toward God. When we walk in love, when we know the love the Father has for us and know what he has done for us in Christ, then our heart does not condemn us. It's available to live the righteousness with which we have received from God. Our heart can be at peace to the end that we recognize and believe what God has done for us in his giving of his Son. When we think the thoughts that God would have us to think, which is his word, then our heart will not condemn us. Then we will have confidence in God. And that word confidence, it's a unique word. In the Greek, it means boldness of speech. What is it to have boldness of speech towards God? Well, it's to know that he loves you and that you have accepted his love. There are no hidden motives in the heart when we think and live in the love that the Father has made available. In verse 22, we see what happens when we are living in the center of the heart of God, the center of his love. Verse 22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Whatsoever we ask, well, whatsoever includes all that he has made available. Whatsoever we ask, we receive. Why? Because we keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. The next verse, it tells us what the commandment is. Verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. It is pleasing to God when we believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. It's pleasing to God when we love one another. It's a very simple walk of believing in love. Still in 1 John, let's go over to chapter 5. Uh, verse 13 is where we'll start. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence, the boldness of speech that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When we ask according to God's will, he hears us. Well, how do we know what God's will is in the situations we might find ourselves in? His word, that is his will. It's in God's word that we find God's will. Is it God's will to heal? Yes, absolutely. Is it God's will that you prosper? Yes. Is it God's will that you be free of fear and condemnation? Yes. Is it God's will that you know for a certainty that you are His and that you have eternal life? Yes, absolutely. Yes to all of those items. Many times, God's people when praying, they say, if it be your will. Well, there's no if about it. It's available to know God's will. God does not waver. 
He does not mean one thing one day and then the exact opposite the next. God has made his will known in his word. When we know his will regarding a situation, whether it be healing, prosperity, freedom from fear, whatever it might be, when we know his will regarding that situation, then we can pray with great boldness of speech because we know that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. The creator of the heavens and the earth, he hears you when you pray according to his will. You have an audience with the one true God. Not only does he hear you, he answers, he responds. Still in 1 John, let's look over at verse 15. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. We know that he hears us because we are asking according to his will. We receive the request that we have desired from him. He loves you. You are his child. In Romans chapter 8, let's go take a look at verses 15 through 18. Verse 15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby or in which we cry, Abba, Father. We are to no longer have fear, because we have not received a spirit of bondage. We no longer need to live with fear. Rather, we call God our Daddy, Abba, Father, because we're His children. We have received the Sonship Spirit. The Creator of the heavens and the earth, He is your Daddy. He's your spiritual Father. He is in you and with you at all times, in every situation. Verse 16, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We really are God's children. It's the Spirit of God that bears witness with the Spirit we have received. You can't see Spirit, but we can see the evidence of that Spirit that lives within us when we operate the manifestations of Holy Spirit as detailed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The great evidence in the senses realm of the internal presence and the, the dwelling of Holy Spirit within an individual is speaking in tongues, and we've discussed that in, in previous shows. Let's go to verse 17 here in Romans. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We are also heirs of God, but not only that, we are joint heirs with Christ. Our Heavenly Father, he's given us an inheritance. That inheritance includes all that Jesus Christ has inherited at the right hand of God. For we are joint heirs with Christ. And a joint heir doesn't just receive half. When you have joint heirs within an inheritance, all of the heirs receive the same amount. We have received all that Christ has seated at God's right hand. We have received the Sonship Spirit. Contained in that receiving of Holy Spirit is all that Christ has received. Oh, how we have lived so far below par in this day and time, the Christian church. We are to be super conquerors, 
because Jesus Christ defeated the devil in his life, death, and resurrection. We have been talked out of who we are in Christ by the world that we live in. We have elevated our circumstances above the Word and above the Spirit of God. Much of the Christian church today, sadly, has chosen to fight amongst themselves over who's right and who's wrong, splintering and dividing themselves due to the pride and egos of men, elevating knowledge above a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Some always trying to prove I'm more right than you. I pray today that it's not too late for men and women to walk in love and to rise up to their holy privilege of being and living the sonship we have been called to in Christ. As super conquerors living for God, we will shake the very foundations of the systems of the world. We must put aside the pettiness, the unbelief, and walk into our inheritance. Part of our inheritance is available now to live. Remember John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12, where Jesus said, The works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. That's a super conqueror. Never to be fearful of failure, and never to be fearful of what others may think. How could we ever be a failure with God in Christ in us? God gave his only begotten Son so that we could have life, eternal life. And not just eternal life, but that right now, today, as we wait for the return of Jesus Christ, we are to live as masters of every circumstance, as super conquerors, unafraid of anything this world could ever throw, because we call God our Daddy. Verse 18 here in Romans chapter 8. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The sufferings of this present time, the persecution of today by an unbelieving world towards God's people, are not worth being compared to the glory that we shall receive at the return of Jesus Christ. We are able to live for God no matter what the situation because we know that ultimately we have an eternal inheritance of glory waiting for us. Eternity, that's a heck of a lot longer than 50, 60, 70, 80 years of this life. You know, there may be times and situations in life when we don't believe to receive the deliverance that's rightfully ours, whether it be in the category of physical healing or, or prosperity or whatever the situation or circumstance might be. That does not change the truth that God loves you and that you can call him daddy and that you have an inheritance in Christ. The circumstance we may at times find ourselves in does not define God's love. God's love is defined by the giving of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we live in an incredibly evil world controlled by God's arch enemy, the devil. He, for the most part, has engineered most everything in this world to keep people from knowing the one true God. He's a liar, and he's the father of lies. He's the author of fear and death. It is the light of God's word that will expose the darkness 
It is the light of God's Word living in the heart of a child of God, you, that will bring deliverance to this perishing world. You cannot underestimate who you are in Christ. Your life matters. When you love God and live for your Heavenly Father, knowing that He loves you, when you live for Him, there are waves in the spiritual realm that will ripple through all eternity. You won't know the result of your stand, the greatness of it, the difference you made for God and for God's people until that great notable moment when the Lord returns. And then through all eternity, God will show you and all of his creation how valuable you are to him. It's time for God's children to take their rightful place as joint heirs with Christ today and operate in all the authority and power given to us through the Spirit. It's time for you and I to do the same works that Jesus Christ did. It's time for you and I to heal the sick. It's time for you and I to raise the dead. It's time for you and I to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It is time that we confront the darkness with the light of God's Word. It is time to love your brother and sister in Christ as Christ loves the church. It is time to eliminate from our hearts the bitterness, the ego, and pride with which the church has been deceived. It is time for you and I today to be the son or daughter of God with all authority and power that we have been called to live. The Spirit of God uh, it's tugging at your heart. I know it is, because he's tugging at my heart. He's saying, rise up to your rightful position in Christ. Live for me without fear. I will take care of you. That's the Father's heart. He so yearns for his people to see the love that he has for them, but not only the love that he has for you and I, but also the love that he has for the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile men and women back to him as their heavenly father. God is a very loving God, a very gracious God, a very kind God. He's not mad at you. <laughs> he loves you. Now let's go back to the Bible here, Romans chapter 8. Let's uh, start in verse 26. We'll read here a few verses. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts, the Spirit, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And that's to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, that Spirit will make intercession in the situation according to God's will. Verse 28, and this many times is a verse that's taken out of Scripture. Maybe you have it on your refrigerator. I think I have it on a wall somewhere in my house at one time or another. Verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 
all things do work together for good to them that love God. It's in the context of prayer in the Spirit, the Spirit making intercession for the saints and those who are called according to his purpose. That is the context of all things working together for good to them that love God. Verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he, his Son, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Why could God predestinate you to be conformed to the image of his Son? Because of his foreknowledge. It's not as if God picked one person and rejected another. No. God knows the end before the beginning. That's what allows him to predestinate. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And justified is to be declared legally righteous in the sight of God. Where you can stand in this world without any sense of fear or sin consciousness. Where you can approach God as your daddy because he loves you. And where you can stand up to the evil in the world unafraid knowing that you are righteous because of what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. Let's start that verse over again. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them, you and I, he also glorified. If I look in the mirror today, I might not look like I'm glorified. But you know what? At the return of Jesus Christ, those whom the Lord gathers together, those that have believed on Jesus Christ as their substitute for the payment of sin, shall absolutely be glorified for all eternity. Verse 31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Absolutely nobody. Verse 32, God that spared his own son and delivered him up for us all, how shall he, God, not with him, also freely give us all things? God gave us his only begotten Son so we could have eternal life. Is God going to withhold anything from you in this life that's according to his will? Would he ever withhold healing from you because he wants to, quote-unquote, make you more humble? We sometimes hear that. I can't read that in God's Word, and God's Word is what makes known God's will. God's will always desires healing for His people in every area, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever it might be. God will freely give us all things. He's already given us His Son. Why would He ever withhold anything from you according to His will? He won't. Verse 33, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Shall God that justifies? No. The answer is understood there. No. God's not going to hold anything against you. Verse 34. Who is he that condemns? Shall Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Is Jesus Christ going to condemn you for anything? I don't think so. God sent his Son to reconcile the world back to him. Once again, it has nothing to do with how good or how bad you or I might be. None of us is perfect. 
And that's not the point. It's not a license to sin. Grace is never a license to sin. We look at God's great grace and his goodness. That is what will lead men to repentance when we see how loving and how kind and how gracious God is. So who is he that condemns? Verse 34 again. Shall Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, the pressures of life, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. You know, sometimes verse 36 looks like a reality for God's people. (laughs) But not really. Verse 37, no, (laughs) in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We look to the great eternal reality of eternal life at the return of Jesus Christ. That's the great heart of it, the great depth of it. Sometimes there are situations in life. Maybe I don't believe to receive a, a an answer to prayer according to God's will, which I know is available from God's word. Well, it's not a tarnish on God. God's word is still true. God is still loving and still kind. Things in this world might appear as if evil does prevail, but in the long term, absolutely not. In all these things, we are more than conquerors, super conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is absolutely nothing which can separate us from God's love. Nothing. In Ephesians chapter 3, there's a, a wonderful prayer that's available for each of us to pray and to believe to receive. I really just want to read a couple of verses out of that Ephesians chapter 3 prayer. And I'll just start at verse 19. That we are to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him, unto God that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Time to start asking, time to start thinking. God loves you. He desires to answer your prayer. You are the apple of God's eye and you are the desire of his heart. Today, stand tall for your heavenly father, unashamed of who you are as his son. Be the super conqueror that you have been made to be as a joint heir with Christ. If I sing but don't have love, I waste my breath with every song I bring. speak with a silver tongue, convince a crowd, but don't have love. I leave a bitter taste with every word I say.
Now a word from a couple of our sponsors. John's Handyman Service has been serving the Naperville and Aurora area for over 10 years. John is a retired U.S. Army veteran who knows how important it is to be on time every time. John's Handyman Service provides all your home repair needs, including carpentry, painting, electrical, plumbing, decks, finished basements, and kitchen and bathroom remodels. No job is too big or too small for John's Handyman Service. Call John at 630-392-4970. That's 630-392-4970. 
Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. As an Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Mark Yaki is ready to help you put a confident retirement more within reach. Discover the one-to-one -one relationship you deserve. Call Mark Yaki, Certified Financial Planner, today at 630-955-1400. Office is located at 2323 Naperville Road, Suite 150, Naperville, Illinois. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This world can be cold and bitter It feels like we're in the dead of winter Waiting on something better But am I really gonna hide forever Over and over again I hear your voice in my head Let your light shine, let your light shine For all to see Start a fire in my soul Fan the flame Yeah. 
Are you looking for mobile app development for your business or organization? Look no further than Wasatch Technology, developing mobile apps for both the iPhone and Android platform. Among our accomplishments, the Sedona Hiking app has made hiking the many Sedona trails exciting and fun. The Aramaic New Testament app allows the New Testament to come alive. The Grace Christian Fellowship app gives audio access to teachings. And coming soon, the Cayman Snorkel app. Call Wasatch Technology at 630-448-0261 or visit our website, wasatchtech.com. Honesty, loyalty, respect. These are words not applied to all mortgage and financial companies, but with Integrity Mortgage and Financial Incorporated, the name says it all. Integrity Mortgage prides themselves in maintaining an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. If you're interested in working with a company with integrity, call Neil Bodie for more information at 866-816-9810. That's 866-816-9810. Integrity Mortgage and Financial, for your mortgage and financial needs. If your business is looking to make a change, talk to The Carter Group. For 20 years, The Carter Group has been assisting in corporate relocations, asset management, even hospital transition planning, offering customized solutions with successful results. Not a one-size-fits-all solution, but a solution tailored with the success of your business in mind. For more information, call The Carter Group at 312-422-5555. That's The Carter Group at 312-422-5555. I was lost, my world was filled with tears and troubles, times were tough. Evil days, living life was one big bother, one big bluff. Running hard. No escape from darkness inside I was enslaved But God stepped in And by His mercy, His love and kindness I was saved And now I My father set me free, yes, I love the life I'm living, and I know that I know that Christ in me, sometimes I forget that I've been given my life's days with Jesus Christ alive inside me life supreme then I stop put off the world and thank the father for his son times are great my sorrow's gone, my life's been made right, 
5 a.m. When I had a piece of toast and a little jam. Some great music there. That was Scott Powell with The Life You Lead. And then before that, we heard Cliff and Lynn Edelman with My Life Stream, one of my all-time favorites. That's an old song uh, from dating myself here from back, I think, in the late 70s. And then also, Unspoken, Start a Fire. And then right after the teaching of God's Word, we heard The Proof of Your Love by for King and Country. We've got a few minutes here before we close the show, and I, I wanted to read a couple verses with you out of Second Corinthians chapter 5 if you've got your Bible handy uh, I'll start here in verse 14 just some tremendous truth it's probably one of my most favorite sections of scripture uh, that I've always always enjoyed reading time and time again and in verse 14 it says for the love of Christ constrains us it constrains us it's an in-depth request in our heart it's a pull a tug on our heart because we thus judge that if one, Jesus Christ, died for all, or in place of all, then we're all dead. All mankind was dead in Adam because of Adam's transgression in the Garden of Eden. Well, the penalty for his transgression was death. He died in place of each of us, every single one. Verse 15, and that he died in place of all, or in place of you, that they, you and I, which now live, should not henceforth live unto ourselves, but unto him which died in place of you and I, and rose again. What a wonderful verse of scripture. He died in place of us so that we could have life. He received what you and I deserved. And now we've received what he has, seated at God's right hand, blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Let's read on in verse 16. It says, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, and we can read about Jesus Christ after the flesh in the Gospels when he lived here on earth and walked and lived among men, yet now henceforth, Know we him no more according to the flesh. Because Jesus Christ isn't here on earth. He's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies with all the spiritual blessings with which God has made available. And we are joint heirs with him. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, new in quality, old things, the old way of thinking, the old way of living, according to the old nature, the way of Adam has passed away. Behold, all things, all things in Christ are become new. Verse 18, and all things in Christ are of God who has reconciled us. He has brought us back together to himself by Jesus Christ. And not only that, he has given to us the ministry of of reconciliation. Every one of us has a ministry. We have the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile men and women back to the one true God. How are we going to do that? Verse 19, to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us 
the word of reconciliation. God has given us his word. It's the word, the word of light, the word of truth, the word of God. That is what reconciles men and women back to God. Each of us have the privilege to be able to speak God's word to others. Verse 20, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. For he, God, has made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin. Jesus Christ did not know sin by experience. The purpose being, God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin in place of us, so that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of God. Wow, it just doesn't get any better than that. What a wonderful privilege we have to rise up, to put on the mind of Christ, to live what God has called us to live, which is to walk in his righteousness, in his light, and to bring deliverance to the world by speaking to the world about Jesus Christ and by operating the power of God. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links there to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder, our praise line is open. The number for that is 844-705-3410. If you have any comments or questions, please email info at thesolutionradioshow.com. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. We are checking into several different markets throughout the United States. And due to the wonders of modern technology, we are in over 40 countries throughout the world on the replay. And just this week, we've had listeners from China. So that's sort of cool. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. If you'd like to help financially by donating uh, to the Solution Radio Show for the outreach of God's Word, please make your check payable to Hope of Glory Bible Ministry. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Thank you for your support. It's definitely greatly appreciated. Thank you to our sponsors, the Carter Group with offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis, Integrity Mortgage and Financial in Colorado Springs, Colorado, John's Handyman Service in the Aurora, Naperville area, Ameriprise Financial in Naperville, Wasatch Technology in Naperville, Morningstar Computer Training and Consulting in the Aurora, Naperville area. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. News, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville.